Moon Podcast Escalation! Hello, everyone. My name is Jordan D. White. My name is Chris Sims, and this is Sailor Business, the podcast where we sit down with a friend each and every week and talk about the classic 1992 Sailor Moon anime and why it is that we love it so much. And the witches are dropping like flies, everybody. We are going to be watching this week uh, episode 122 of Sailor Moon S, uh, Believe in Love, Ami the Kindhearted Guardian. And look, I'm going to say it right now. I know we're all worried. I know we're all afraid. I know this is a dark time, but don't worry. This is not a Greg episode. No Gregs uh, to be found in this one. Thank God. Sorry, Gregs. Uh, and to help us talk about this beautiful Greg-free adventure, uh, we have a friend with us. Uh, Emily Panda Gerald is here. Emily, how are you? I'm doing great. Yay. That is good. Uh, Emily, it's been a couple days since we talked to you uh, for the last episode. Do you have any recent Sailor Moon developments in your life? I do, actually. <gasps> I had pre-ordered the Mishiru and Haruka Z uh, the Zero figures, like the, the ones that are just like standing there like in their pose, and they come with like a little base that you can put both of them on and i had gotten the mishiru in the mail and then i just got haruka in the mail like yesterday so very recent sailor business nice <laughs> so how do they how do they look together they look beautiful i couldn't stand to take mishiru out of her box until haruka got here so i'm glad that i've got both of them now that's good nice that's good so are these uh adding to a collection because look i still the only uh, SH figure arts that I have, and I don't even have them on display right now because uh, I don't have a flat surface that's not covered with something in my office, but I have not bought anything beyond the inner senshi. I, I don't have tuxedo mask. I don't have, I don't even have a wicked lady who I really wanted. Uh, I, I don't have, I certainly don't have that uh, San Diego exclusive Zoicitis Sailor Moon that I want so bad. Uh, I have that one. Oh, it is part of my collection. I have quite a bit. I have quite a great collection. I have uh, what my friends refer to as my Usagi shrine because it is a little bookcase that is just full of Sailor Moons. I've got various other scouts, but it's mostly an Usagi shrine. <laughs> and yeah, I also have the Zoocyte as Sailor Moon figure and I have the Black Lady figure arts figure as well. And they're beautiful and I love them. This is an important question. Um, can I have it? <laughs> and I, 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 I remind you, you did not get me anything for my birthday a couple weeks ago. You know, you are right, but I don't think I'm going to be able to part with her because she's too precious. Okay, well, that's it for this week's episode. Oh, well, I guess I'm fired from the okay, podcast. No, Sailor. Oh. Jordan, do you have like, I know you have the cell. And you've obviously got like a set of the manga that we really need to read <laughs> these days. Um, but do you have uh, do you have a an Usagi shrine? Because all my stuff is together. Uh, no, I don't have a place where it all is. No, no, I have. Uh, I mean, I have various things. I have the the I have a Sailor Moon uh, stuffed animal and a Luna stuffed animal too. Actually, Luna's and um, 
they're over with some stuffed animals. Uh, there various things are in various places. I have a Sailor Moon at my office at work. I have a, a wall scroll on my office at work of of Sailor Moon and uh, Darian and Chibi. Uh, I've got uh, on a shelf over here. I, I think I've like maybe taken pictures of it before, but I've got all the manga. Then I've got Codename Sailor V. Then I've got uh, the the Leon Centaur novels. Then I've got the DVDs and Blu-rays. Then I've got VHS tapes of the Sailor Moon S and Super S movies. Nice. And then I've got uh, a wooden replica of the Moonstick. And then on top of the books, I've got two small framed, like, trading card size pieces of art. I've got Sailor Moon by former guest uh, Aaron Gladstone. And I've got a, a, a Sailor Jupiter uh, Pikachu that I think is also by Aaron Gladstone. <laughs> nice. And those are all under all of my Batman original art. Hmm. So that's that's my Usagi shrine that I that I light a candle in front of every June thirtieth. Of course, oh, my yes, favorite thing course. is the the Luna. Uh, I forget what it's called though, but the Axari drawing, of course. Mm, that's oh, a good yes. one. Oh, and I, did I mention uh, I have the I have Ami eating tuxedo hot pocket? Did I tell? Did I talk about that? You have a like a actual art of it? Yeah. Like, do you remember there was art put on uh, put on Tumblr? Yeah, yeah, or I remember on, that on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is from James uh, at Son of Blaine. Uh, I, I can't believe it took me this long to talk about it, but uh, he gave it to me at a convention. Uh, the original like pencil drawing of uh, Ami doing the the cute hamburger pose, but with tuxedo hot pocket that says "Thanks for giving us the business." Nice. Uh, so I need to get that framed and put up because it's so awesome and such a great inside joke. <laughs> Uh, and I, I guess I also, you know, we've also got the um, the embroidered uh, henshin devices uh, that Aaron Hunter, former guest, made for us, too. So a lot of Sailor Moon stuff in these houses, unsurprisingly. Hey, you've got a lot of cool stuff, man. Yeah. Uh, oh, and then I have that box in the closet that has the trading card game and all the really weird stuff that we got. But we're, we're going to do chibi sods on that. So don't worry. Would you guys like to hear a brief anecdote about my Usagi shrine? Oh, absolutely. I was cleaning my house the other day and I heard a knock at my door and I opened that door and there are a couple of Mormons standing outside and I basically just sort of said, hey, I appreciate what you guys are doing, but I really don't need to hear your spiel and I'm probably not going to convert to your church. But I offered them some water because I live in Mississippi and it's very hot during the summer. So they stepped inside my house and they saw my Usagi shrine and one of them goes, so uh, what is that? <laughs> so I had to explain to a couple of Mormons what Sailor Moon was. Nice. I mean, honestly, you should have just told them like, well... Have I got a, have, do you guys want about 300 hours of explanation of what this is? Have you guys heard the good news about our Lord and Savior, Princess Serenity? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I am glad that uh, Haruki, Haruka, Haruki, Haruka and Michiru are reunited on your shelf and in your Usagi shrine. Uh, but yeah, do you guys want to just go ahead and get into the episode? Sure, yeah, why not? All right, here we go. As I mentioned before, we are watching episode 122, Believe in Love, Ami the Kindhearted Guardian. Jordan. Yes? Did our pals over at Cloverway uh, give this one some kind of jacked up title for its, uh, for its English language release back in the 90s? They did. They did. Okay, uh, I'm going to try and guess it, 
okay. that's what we do in this segment. This is the first episode you're listening to. Uh, although, who's like, who's jumping on with 122? Honestly, I mean, I, I guess this is the latest one. So. Yeah, sometimes you just yeah, sometimes you just try the newest one. But I think that's a weird choice in this case. Stop listening yes. and go back to the beginning. Yeah, you'll you'll hear you'll hear a lot of interesting stuff. Uh, so this is a bit we do where I try to guess the English title of the episode based on. You don't have to explain it. We just told them to go back and listen to. <laughs> don't be rude, Jordan. Is it called uh, Final Exam? No, that would be a good name for it. Sure. Well, except it's not the final exam, but sure. Well, no, but like if you died because your heart got ripped out and okay. fed to a child, it would then, be your final exam. Then it would be, It'd yeah. Be your final right. anything. Yeah. <laughs> Here, uh, I'll give you a hint. Huh. It has to do with something about the episode that will piss me off. Uh, I don't. What? What aren't you mad at at this point of the show? <laughs> it's a really bad title. Horoscopes and crystals. <laughs> Folks, if this is your first episode, Jordan's no, like really hard line against astrology and crystals. Yes, and rightly so. No, the title that they gave it is The Science of Love. Is that a thing in this episode? No. Well, I guess if you don't know, you will. You'll, we'll get there. I mean, I, it's, it's talking I about they... what Amy says about science. Yeah, that's pretty weird. Yeah. I, I mean, it's not the worst title we've had. No. We've had some real bad ones. What was the last one? Oh, Fiendish Ferns? Yeah. Fiend- yeah some- they weren't even fucking ferns. I'm still <laughs> mad about that. They were flowers. They were flowers, which also starts with an F. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, Not the worst, but it's still not good. All right, so let's, let's get into it. We open on... Uh, <laughs> You, you know how when you play like an like a video game or you play an RPG and you like kill an enemy mm-hmm. and then you loot their body? Yes. <laughs> Apparently the scouts did that IRL because after murdering Telu in our last episode, yep, yep. Uh they uh got her student handbook and it turns out she was a student at uh the place that they already knew she was a student at uh, yeah. Mujin Academy. Well, they found out her real name, which I forget what it was, but it was Teller uh, Eunice the Untouchable. Mm, okay, <laughs> sounds good. To be fair, they did not kill her. Her her senior thesis killed her. Yeah, that's true. How did she die? Her plant devoured her. Yeah, 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 yeah. Flowers, yeah, they're deadly. Yeah, because she used that. She used the machine. To make the plant right, it's everything that ha- it's happening at this point in the show is extremely confusing. Yeah. Even for us, the people who have to watch it, watch it again and talk about it and explain it all. Yeah, flowers are bad. That's what I learned. Yes, flowers. Except- oh, uh, folks, if this is your first episode, that's a bit we do later in the show. Oh shit! Okay, <laughs> wow. Well, that's what I learned last episode, so that's fine. <laughs> so uh, Ray goes, huh? Mujin Academy again. And I'm like, yeah, it's Mujin Academy again. You have like you have had this evidence for quite some time. Go yeah. there and start zapping things. Well, there's a lot of innocent children there. Well, or are they all diamonds? Well, no, they're not all diamonds because they know at least three students. Four students. Yeah, but well, one of them but, might be a monster. But those students are attempted murderers. <laughs> That's well accurate. Accurate. 
Yeah. So, so here's the thing. At this point, like you said, they know three students. Uh, all of their sailors and she kind of dither with each other about like how they're gonna get into um, Mujin Academy to investigate. You know people there. You know people there that are literally like on your team, sort of. Chris, uh, Chris, I, I don't know if you know this. You can't just walk into a high school. I kind of think you should try and see what happens. Oh, I would rather not, Jordan. <laughs> You can't Thank just you. walk into a high school, even if you're a student. But but even if, especially if you're, it's a, again, everybody there wears a uniform. They're just going to walk in and be like, yeah, we're just here. What? It's, you know, you're right, Jordan. You can't just walk into a high school. If only there were some kind of, oh, I don't know, fucking superheroes who could go there like at night. If only one of these heroes had a pen that allowed her to don <laughs> disguises. Turn me into a way cool Mujin Academy student. Wow. I think she actually does that in Crystal and in the manga at some point. Uh, do they call it Mujin Academy in uh, in the English dub? Mm-hmm, they do. The, the Cloverway dub? Am I saying it right? Is it Mujin? In the Cloverway dub, I think they call it like Infinity Academy or something like that. But in the Viz dub, they do call it Mujin Academy. I mean, it's pretty cool. Like Infinity Academy, like they do have the infinity symbol on the thing, so I can see where they would get that. Um, but the, but Mugen Japanese, is Japanese for infinite, right? Yeah. They, well, it's Mugen. In the app, in the Japanese version, they say Mugen. Mugen. Okay, I've been saying it wrong. In Japanese, but again, it, it, when you Americanize it, you Americanize it to Mugen. So the Vizdub says Mugen, so that's what I've got. But th- but that is Japanese for infinity, right? Yeah, I think so. Or infinite. Because that's what the, uh, like, the fighting, like, the, the the bootleg fighting game that you could add any character from anything to is called Mugen. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I wonder if Tomoe made it. Yeah, it's a, he put a, a Sega Genesis in the diamond oven and <laughs> threw in a, a, a Neo Geo and, and uh, some arcade sticks. Admittedly, the best diamond to date. <laughs> So it turns out that Ami has a pass to take an exam at Mugen Academy. Uh, but this is, is this, this is the practice exam, right? Yeah, it's just the next practice exam. Or is this like the Mugen Academy like entrance exam? No, this is a practice exam, I think. Okay. It's the practice exam for the national exam. Uh, because, yeah, because Yusagi runs up and says, uh, guys, Amy got the perfect score on the national practice exam. And Amy's like, yeah, it's not a big deal. One other person also got it, so I'm not that great. I was fucking terrified at this point. <laughs> I was I was like, fucking Greg, he's up to his old tricks. Because <laughs> this is the exact situation in which we first encountered Greg. Yes, you're right. Yeah. You're absolutely correct. <laughs> oh, Greg. But this is not who it is. In fact, Amy specifically says, no, there's a girl who goes to... Mugen Academy, who also got a perfect score. And they don't immediately say, oh, she's probably evil and is cheating. <laughs> Which they should. But <laughs> Which they should. They don't. Yeah. No pattern recognition with these kids. Uh, so we see them head over to Mugen Academy. Uh, and it's snowing, and they're outside. But this actually goes back to something we talked about before. They're not wearing their winter school uniforms. They're wearing their regular uniforms with just, like, generic jackets over them. Except for Venus, who's got, like, a cool orange hoodie. No, wait. What's what's the... What are the winter ones look like again? I forget. We saw them once before because they're an alternate design that only appears once on the show. 
Uh, but they have like winter uniforms for. Uh, God, I keep wanting to call it Crossroads Middle School, but that is definitely the that's definitely the Deke name for it. Uh, what is their school called? Is it just Jubon? It's just Jubon Middle School. Yeah, but yeah, but what was the difference? I can't remember. Uh, like longer skirts, and they had like a, a uniform coat, which is not these coats. Mm, okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so a bunch of kids have shown up to take the uh, exam because Mugen Academy is very popular because of its competitiveness. And we see inside Mugen Academy some very conveniently placed shadows. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because we see Professor Tomoe and uh, Kaolinite. Uh, and Professor Tomoe's face is completely in shadow. There are no shadows on Kaolinite. Well, you don't want to block her boobs. <laughs> sorry i don't know here's the thing i don't know why they did this bit with the shadows because the next shot is him like leaning into the the screen and to because he sees usagi and like he's lit like it's you can see him clearly as hotaru's dad yeah yes and no yes and no it that's just his thing man it's just his his gag he still has shiny glasses so you still can't see his face a little bit i love uh, so, you, like you said, he leans into the monitor because he sees Yusagi. I love the shot of Yusagi because they show Yusagi on the monitor for one second, just popping a snack in her mouth, and it's adorable. She looks so cute. Do you think he's looking at the kids or looking at the snacks? Because <laughs> we point. know Tomoe loves snacks. Good point. He's <laughs> Gotta like, be oh. the snacks. He is canonically a snack-loving man. So, Kaelinite is uh, doing some heavy arm gripping and then immediately backs off. Because someone has just arrived. And this... Jordan, I feel like you've got some strong opinions about her. This is the next of the Witches 5. We're down to Witches 2? Yeah. Right? Uh, kinda. It, that, that's a complicated question, because the next <laughs> the next witch is a little uh, weird and might be two witches at once. Uh, that's amazing. It's not as amazing as you want to think it is. This is Vilui of the Witches 2 to 3. I wrote in my notes, Vilui looks like an idiot. I, I think in real life, what I probably are you said, talking about? Vilui looks like a fucking idiot. What are you talking about? She I looks, love this, this outfit. Are you kidding me? She looks like a sexy chandelier. She's kind of like a Walmart brand Emma Frost a little bit. Yes. First of all, a sexy chandelier, you have a problem. Second of all... <laughs> No, no, I don't have a problem. This show has a problem that I've seen enough things that are sexy nouns that I'm like, all right, sexy chandelier. Cool costume. It's not cool in the slightest. She looks like a nitwit. Her hat is so dumb looking. I cannot even take it. Okay, folks, we're going to need, like, Emily, tiebreaker. I don't know, because her outfit does look a little stupid, but I'm not as angered by it as Jordan (laughs) seems to be. I think we need. I think we need put it on put it on Twitter right now. Right Jordan. now, but yeah, put it on the Sailor Business Twitter. Like, link to a picture of her, and uh, like people can vote. We'll, we'll check in at the end of the episode. Uh, Villoy looks great. Villoy looks like a fucking idiot. <laughs> Let's see. Here we go. Oh, here's a nice uh, full full character shot of her. Nice design. Yeah, I think this costume is kind of awesome. I mean, like she looks like one of the outsiders from Batman and the Outsiders, but. I like it. Oh, the ones who are outside of uh, the mainstream, and that's why they can find answers about nth metal? 
No, I'm talking about the the Jim Apparel Mike Barr Outsiders. I'm just kidding. Yeah, okay, back to the show. Back to reality. Oop, there goes gravity. <laughs> All right, so Valumi comes in. D- is it just the look that you don't like? Uh, yes, that's the bulk of it. Although, again, the rest, she's she, she's another she's another rehash plot. Uh, so I also don't like that. I thought she was a diamond. Like, the, f- the first time I was going through this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's a one-off villain. Uh, spoiler warning, everybody. She does not last. But but I thought, like, she was interesting uh, in the way that Boxy is interesting or in the way that Avocadora is interesting. Uh, Emily, did you have any initial thoughts? On Vilui? This, that's the thing, is that we're just rehashing things from previous, like, parts of Sailor Moon. She looks like she's trying to be Berthier from, oh, what were they called? Um... They were the Spectre sisters. Yeah, the Spectre sisters. She looks like she's trying to be birthier, but with like a new spin on it. And this also involves luring Ami to a mysterious school for mysterious purposes. So uh, I will fully admit that she is a second tier, like a second rate birthier, but I like birthier, so I'm fine with that. And redoing the plot of Amy's first episode with computers that drain energy slash steel hearts. Yeah. So this is, I mean, I guess we're going to get into her plan in a minute, but like she has decided she's like, coming on tv and being like hey everybody have you ever tried to awaken your messiah of silence by feeding her pure hearts here's my secret volume well she's just gonna cram as many hearts as she can into this child until the world is destroyed that's the same as the last one yeah but like there's gonna be a lot of them there's so many that's what again telu was trying to get the entire town with her stupid flowers yeah, but she didn't. She didn't, we didn't like. She didn't pull everybody's heart out. Uh, Villui absolutely pulls everybody's heart out. It's bananas. But anyway, all right. Well, hold on. We need to take a pause for some bad parenting. <laughs> okay. Okay. Chibi Yusa is running across the city alone, as always, in the fucking snow. How old is this girl? Nine uh, hundred. <sighs> I don't believe she's nine, but maybe she is. But even so, emotionally, she's like, what, 10? She's 10 at best, I think. And she's just running free in Tokyo. I don't know. Is that okay? Well, here's what happens. She runs. Oh, oh, and we should say, Tokyo's got people on the streets for the first time ever. She's running across a crosswalk. And there stopped at the crosswalk is her father in his hot red car. There's Darian in his, uh, you know. His uh, swagmobile or whatever you want to call it. And uh, he rolls down the window and he goes, where are you going? And she goes, somewhere, and then runs off. (laughs) And he pulls away. And it's just like, oh, well. (laughs) Rolls right off the podcast. She fucking ducks into Crime Alley. (laughs) She ducks down an alley and he drives away, never to think about it again. (laughs) Great job, Darian. Great, great fucking job. Uh, but it's okay. Sailor Pluto is there. Yeah, she is. So where is she going? She's running to uh, Hotaru's house. I know you'll be shocked, even though Hotaru doesn't live there anymore. She's just going to stand in front of Hotaru's house and stare at it and have bad memories or dreams, I guess, of what might be happening to Hotaru. That's literally what she does. And guess what? Remember that she's standing there because we'll be back in a few hours <laughs> to see that she's <laughs> Still standing there. <laughs> yeah, so from there we go back to Mugen Academy. 
And they finally made it inside, and we see a bunch of students that nobody really wanted to finish drawing, but that's fine. <laughs> they're shadow people. They're all shadow people. They, the best thing about it is they're literally shadow people, including the ones in the foreground. And then we see, you know, the important girls, <laughs> the ones who have souls and feelings. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Maybe everyone uh, who goes to Mujin Academy has been drained. They certainly look like it. I was going to say their hearts are already gone, but they're not because we're going to see them shortly. We actually get to see them close up. And even the close up, like detailed shots are black and white because they're like super focusing on. They all seem like the nerdy type. <laughs> Hey, we have an update on the poll. Aiden just uh, asked me, why are the two options awesome and sexy or fucking idiot? There's so much room in between. <laughs> yeah, that's accurate. But that's where we are. Aiden says most days I'm like halfway between those. <laughs> no, baby, you are always an awesome, sexy chandelier. Please don't, please don't let her dress as a chandelier. I would. I like this outfit. Oh, God. She said, thanks, with seven question marks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so back at this show, yeah, we see the the Mugen Academy students, and even in close-up, like, they're in black and white, because they're all, like, super focused. And who sa- who says it? Someone says, like, they all seem like the nerdy type. They're, but their eyes also look like like sickly like like they've been up for 20,000 hours yeah well they probably have they've been studying yeah knowing how dedicated Japanese school children are to their studies they probably have been yeah like this is really intense so we just follow the lazy people so um uh the the other smart girl shows up guys she looks kind of familiar does she I don't know what you're talking about Yui Bido Hmm, who's Yui Bido? Well, she has a, a similar color hair to a certain chandelier. <laughs> well, if there's anything we know about this show is the characters having similar hair color means absolutely nothing. That's a good point. So she comes up and says hi to Amy and is like, oh, we have the same score, you and me. And uh, Yusaki is like, oh, my God, that's amazing. And she's like, oh, if you're friends with Amy... You must uh, study a lot. What are you good at in school? (laughs) Hey, Chris, what are you good at in school? What are you good at in school? And Usagi straight up goes, naps and lunch. (laughs) Which is... Same. It's a baller move. Oh, uh, oh, earlier, I forgot to mention. Earlier, Usagi was going, oh my god, all these kids are so studious. They make me feel so lazy. And Ray gives her shit because that's what she does. And Ray goes, it's too late to regret that. And I'm like, no, that's how regret works. It's <laughs> never too late. <laughs> like, you can always regret. Uh, how about we put that on the fucking t-shirt? It's never too late for regrets. Jordan D. White. <laughs> Michael Scott. I would buy that t-shirt. <laughs> the The worst part of that scene is when uh, Usagi is like, well, I'm sorry, I'm so stupid then. And like, she like, clearly like, angry at Ray. And then all the other girls are like, hilarious. <laughs> That's how this relationship works. Ray gets Usagi legitimately mad and everyone laughs at her. That is what go- goes on. And Ray thrives on that. So yeah. Uh... <laughs> I know, I just got a bunch of hate mail, I'm sure. <laughs> 
Yeah. Uh, don't send mail. Send tweets. <laughs> I get the mail. Jordan gets the tweets. Know where to direct your anger. It's, it's, it's look, folks, it's never too late for regrets. <laughs> it's true. Uh, I love this shot of Usagi saying that she's good at napping and lunch. It's like, adorable. She's, her, her, like, real face is so intense. She's so mad. Yeah. She's so mad. But her little, like, imaginary Usagis who are napping and eating lunch are so happy. It's her two favorite things. <laughs> like, lunch Usagi is delighted. And a giant they just couldn't bubble. Put, they just couldn't put taking the easy way out into a bubble over her head. Good point. What was, what was her name? Yui Bito? Uh, I'm just going to call her uh, Yui for short. Or, or let's just call her v- Vilui for short. Oh, interesting. That? Interesting. Yeah. Okay. She grabs Ami and drags her away to uh, go study. Let me show you something. Yes? No, she's got to show her something. That's oh. what she said. <laughs> I thought you were going to show me something. Because I was going to show you that I'm winning this poll with 83% of the vote. Don't. Well, okay. Whatever. But don't <laughs> don't cheat. Let's. We'll see it at the end. I'm not cheating. Well, I, I know just went and looked. That's all. Don't. Oh, you do. It's too many votes. That, that's not cheating. Here. That's not cheating. That's just projecting the results. <sighs> there, people are wrong. It's fine. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> so, meanwhile, uh, you mentioned that we we know some students who go to Mugen Academy. Uh, yeah. We've seen one of them, kind of, uh, but she wasn't there. We saw Setsuna, uh, but now it's time for us to see uh, Haruka and Michiru. Yeah, what are they doing, Chris? Sensing evil. Yeah, well, I didn't even mean in the Sailor Scouty sense. I mean in the studenty sense. Everybody's sitting down to get ready for this test, and they're standing at the back like they're going to fucking proctor this shit. Like, what is going on? Well, I'm pretty sure they are uh, older than Usagi's grade class, so it's probably that people of Usagi and Ray's age are the ones that need to take this test and not Haruka and Michiru. Yeah, sure, sure. Also, they're rich. So well, what are they going to do? Kick them out of school? They just bought the answers. You think they donated to this school? Oh, absolutely. There's the like Mashiru wing. That's why they have yeah. a helicopter pad on top of the school. No, that's not on the school. That's on their building. Oh, I thought they had one on the school too. Oh, wait. Is that where they were? I don't no, know. That's a I good point. I think that's where they were. Like, is, that would mean that indoor aquarium. I mean, I Was guess all the aquariums school? are indoor. I meant like top floor aquarium. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, but it's slightly more likely that the school has an aquarium aquarium if it's indoors than an apartment building has an aquarium. Yeah, I mean, like Mujin Academy has a lot of weird stuff, as evidenced by our next scene, uh, because we catch up. No, wait, finish. So so you're saying they're sensing? They're sensing evil. Yeah, they sense evil. That's it. Oh, that's it. There's nothing nowhere else you want to go with that. All right. Nope, that's Uh, it. And they sense evil in their stupid metaphor way that they always do. Uh, Neptune is going. Oh, the seas are raging. <laughs> there's, there's, and then Neptune or Uranus doesn't respond. Yes, and I smell an ill wind, <laughs> like she should. But, but yes, that's what they do. So go ahead. What do they find down in the in the lab, Chris? Yeah, we catch up with uh with Yui and Ami because Yui, Yui just like straight up took her down to Tomoe's laboratory, uh-huh. like where all the evil science happens, like it's where the world. diamond machine is. Uh-huh. Where, where, well, that's where the science club makes things, Chris. She just wanted to show Ami a little metal boob. That's all. <laughs> Are the Witches Five the science club? That's I, I, I thought she was just making up the science club bullshit, but maybe. Maybe you're right. Yeah. So she shows Ami a giant metal boob. Uh, 
and it's says, probably not metal. It's probably glass. It's a miniature universe that the science club created. That's not true. <laughs> I think it's supposed to be like a simulation of a universe and not an actual no. literal universe, but it's unclear from the way. No, that I they think say that's it. the actual universe. I don't know. I mean, in in real life, I <laughs> I, I think Tomoe actually has the the other universe in a jar. And I think maybe she's saying it in a, to Amy in such a way as, oh, yeah, it's fake. But I don't know about that because she just says it's a miniature universe. The Science Club made it. That's as much explanation as we get. She's like Rick Sanchez. She made it for a battery. <laughs> uh, have either of you ever read uh, the first three-issue arc of JLA Classified by Grant Morrison and Ambiguous? Yes, yes, no. with the little miniature universe. Yeah, yeah the infant universe of Cuke. <laughs> is that what it's called? Yeah, it's Q-W-E-W-Q. Uh, but that universe, it, it's like a miniature infant universe, and no, there's no superheroes in it. And then in All-Star Superman, it shows up again, and it's revealed that that's our universe. That our universe is a miniature universe that was in Superman's Fortress of Solitude and is now in the JLA's uh, secret remote laboratory on Pluto. Wait, wait, wait. This is contradictory. This is contradictory to other... DC stories. What are you talking about? I'm sorry. Are you trying to imply that sometimes comics contradict each other? Not yeah. the ones edited by Jordan D. White at Marvel Comics. <laughs> I mean, wait, because I thought our universe work. was supposed to be the Superboy Prime universe. <laughs> yeah, but that's actually Earth Prime was not our universe because Earth Prime was actually destroyed by nuclear war in the 80s. Okay. That's where Superboy Prime came from. It is, but that would mean he, it was destroyed before he was born, probably. <laughs> no. Because he is he, not that old. He is not as old as me. Jordan, as you know, Superboy Prime went into heaven, into the heaven box with Golden Age Superman and Golden Age Lois. Sure. But then, okay, but then he when he came out, what about when he came out and he was reading comics and commenting about them on the internet? Where was that? Uh, you know, I... That was Earth Prime. Well, no, that was hyper time. Oh, okay. That was the that was the Earth Prime that uh, that Walter West went to the Dark okay. Flash. All right, look. Uh, hey, comics are stupid. <laughs> I didn't make this connection to All Star Superman. I didn't realize that that universe was in yeah the Star the baby universe that like Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster are in, like creating Superman and oh, okay, what is that okay. All Star Superman number ten? Like that's that's Cute. the same as the infant universe that's in JLA Classified. Anyway, I like. I truly wonder, because Grant Morrison has said that he's like, he's not like a Sailor Moon guy. He's also the guy who had Martian Manhunter disguise himself as Ray Hino, although I think maybe Mark Miller wrote the dialogue in that issue. Wait, did you say he has said he's not a Sailor Moon guy? Yes. When? I, well, I don't, I seem to remember that, because somebody asked him about the Ray Hino thing. Oh, Okay. I think he said, like, oh, yeah, it's just, like, that's that's all I know about Sailor Moon. But it's definitely, like, an infant universe in a laboratory uh, yeah. that shows up in that comic. Yeah, I don't, yeah, parallel thinking, it's fine. Oh, yeah, I think it's parallel thinking. I just really like the idea of Grant Morrison watching Sailor Moon S, like, on fucking fan subs well, to get his listen, ideas. Well, listen, sorry, Grant, you can't be on, we only have ladies on. That's true. You can be on Xena Business, though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or maybe for a chibi-sode. <laughs> nope nope oh sorry okay never mind all right all right so oh okay so this is important because they start talking about she's then she's talking about the school yeah it's a beautiful universe we've got there uh that's the tau star system 
Here's a non sequitur for you. Let me just tell you about our school now. It's divided into five departments. What are those five departments? Philosophy, performing arts, science, physical fitness, and professional. <laughs> right. The five categories at every school. Um, I want them to spell science with a P just so it's science, because <laughs> then it would be the five Ps. Yes. Fi- fi- what? What? Well, let me see those again. Philosophy for performing arts, science, physical fitness, and professional. So what's professional? Is that like business? I guess if you're like, I guess that's probably where they're like, hey, uh, make sure you open your business and give things away. <laughs> that's professional. That's professional. They read Maxfield Stanton's book. and th- th- But she doesn't even say like, because like, I mean, physical fitness, that's like, okay, so for like sports and stuff, that's what Uranus was in when she was running and not giving a shit. But it's weird that they call it physical fitness because there's more to it than being fit if you're, well, whatever. Okay. Philosophy. Performing arts, science, physical fitness, and professional. I guess I'd go in performing arts. You wouldn't go into science? No. I, I'm an editor. Well, if you did go into science, you could probably get into a class that would be taught by UE. Because it turns out that anyone can teach at this school as long what? as they have high marks. How can that be? Yeah, Ami freaks the fuck out at the idea that <laughs> students can be teachers. Like, this is fucking with her world. But it, but the thing is, it's not even like she's just like, you're too young. It's that she's like, there is more, there's more to teaching than knowing stuff. It is about being a good, in, like, I, I, what does she say? Like, she she basically like goes like, there's a there's an emotional side to being a teacher that yeah, you, you don't have to the be, maturity like, to compassionate, understand. and you need to know how to deal with the feelings of students, like like things that you would learn if you were trained in education, like the degree that teachers actually right. have. The feel, you have to take into account the feelings of students who don't do well, and <laughs> Yuhi just fucking laughs in her face and says, "How naive! Uh, logic is what's required in science. There's no other need to consider." feelings of others now okay come on amy amy says no science requires the warmth of a human heart uh, what i'm wait i'm sorry do you disagree with this jordan yes you mm, you dis you dis so you think no, no, you no. think any Te- science teaching. you can like, say teaching requires the warmth of a human heart that makes a lot of sense because you're right teaching does require a lot of social science science is science why do you need a, a heart to do science other than to live? <laughs> you, you don't think, you don't think that like you need compassion <laughs> and empathy to do science. Science uh, culturally, perhaps, but not. What are you in talking about culturally? What do I mean? What do you mean? What do I mean culturally? I mean, like, like how is that any different than what is happening? Um, because I think there's a difference between like what is guiding our society and what you do. A person who is doing science does in a lab. The person in the lab doesn't need to be compassionate. They just need to do science. I wish you could see my face right now. My eyes I mean, are bugging out of my listen, head. I'm not. I'm not saying therefore experiment on humans and torture everyone. Uh, there are limits to all things in that there should be rules. So you're agreeing with the villain. No, because the villain is saying that again, this argument goes goes takes a left turn. The villain is saying, I teach science classes because I know things. And Amy goes, You can't teach there's more to teaching than facts. And the answer is yes. So the villain is wrong. But then the villain says, No, all you need for science is logic. And Amy's like, No, science needs the warmth of a human heart. No, I disagree. 
Science itself does not need compassion. To teach things does. But science itself does not. Yeah, so we should just experiment on prisoners. No. Yeah, because why again, wouldn't we? Why wouldn't we, Jordan? Why wouldn't we? Well, Is I'll it because t- of compassion and empathy? <laughs> yeah, it's because of compassion, not because of science. Uh, culture and our and our morals say we shouldn't, but science doesn't say we shouldn't. Yeah, but we made science. <laughs> yes, and we made it without compassion. No, no I, that's... I disagree. I'm not saying the people who made science did not have compassion. I'm saying when they set down what science was, they never put the word compassion in it because you don't need compassion when doing science. I don't, which it doesn't mean do discompassionate things. It just means that's exactly science, what it means. That's exactly what it means. That's no, exactly. It. I means cannot that, argue this without getting way darker than I want to get on our fun anime podcast. It doesn't mean, it doesn't mean experiment on prisoners. It means that, that science itself doesn't take into account these moral things. It that's, that's for, the human element. Who do you think is doing the science? In order for humans, the people who are enacting the science to right. do the science, they they need compassion. You, it, no. it, it, science cannot exist without people doing the science. Therefore, no, okay. you, you know human what? compassion. Here's another way to put it. A person who uh, the person who experiments on prisoners in the name of science is not a bad scientist. They're a bad person. What are you talking And about? you should not be a bad person, so you should not do that. But that has nothing to do with science. But wouldn't it arguably be bad science if it is causing harm to people? No. Science has nothing to do with harm. I, I, think, I think maybe we just have a, fu- a fundamental disagreement on this as a, as a group. With one I, side being Jordan, who doesn't think that compassion is necessary, and the other no, side Jordan, no, does. I think compassion is necessary for humans, for all people in all things. <laughs> and if you don't have it, you're a bad person, and you should be punished by Sailor Moon. But no, Jordan, Jordan, yes. science is the search for facts. If you want truth, the philosophy class is down the hall. Fine. It's from Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Moving on, because I gotta get us out of this fucking hole you've dug. <laughs> Super Baby should not be called Super Baby. Go on. Oh my god, I can't. Like, this is the most fucked up conversation we've ever had on the show. Please, again, I get the emails, Jordan gets the tweets. I cannot make that clear enough. So, if you have an argument about why I'm wrong within 140 characters, please, go ahead. Also, crack shot with a zero for an O. Like, I don't need to see that. Like, you you don't need to send it to Sailor Business. Okay, go on, go on. Because only 33% of the podcast is making these buckwild claims right now. <laughs> so Ami is saying that people need compassion and empathy to do science, which uh, Yui takes, like, Yui just goes straight to Professor Tomoe and, and is like, she's one of the Sailor Guardians. What's up? She believes in compassion. Wait, really? Is That's the next scene? That is the next scene. Oh, she also just leaves Amy in the professor's lab, which... Like, I wish Amy did some more poking around, but whatever. I like how Ami uh, thinks that students can't be teachers because she has a lot to learn about grad students. The weird ideas are just flying around right now. Yui whips off her school uniform to reveal her full ass uh, costume underneath. Yes, it is an ass costume. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, we'll find out when we check the phone. Uh. a little bit. 
So she says she's got a plan to steal a lot of pure. She actually shoves Kale and I out of the way when Kale and I goes, because Kale and I goes, hey, I was going to do that, which I think she's talking about confirming the identities of the sailors and she, but it sounds like she's like, no, I was just about to whip off my uniform to reveal a costume <laughs> underneath. Sure. And Valeria's like, hey, shut up. And then starts talking about she has nanorobots uh, in her uh, bracelet. Yes. And they connect to a computer. And this is one hell of a computer, dude. Yeah, it's probably got 256K. <laughs> but it is uh, the size of a fucking building. It yeah, is it's ginormous. so big. I have no idea where this computer is, but it is uh, like a uh, fucking Hadron Collider size. Like, it's enormous. It's very large. Uh, so this is her plan, to use these nanorobots and a computer to determine the Sailor Scout's identities. I like how Vilui asks Kale and I why she even bothered to come back from the dead. That's a great burn if you ever meet somebody who came back from the dead, <laughs> by the way. Um, but, but also she posits that it's to, to flirt with Tomoe, and that really sauces her macaroni. First what? evil science, I now slut-shaming, the villainy never ends. <laughs> So uh, it turns out that uh, all the students uh, in their classrooms, uh, Mugen Academy is like super high tech because they have computers on all their desks and the computers are linked in some kind of inter-network, I guess is what you would call that. Um, <laughs> but it's being used for evil because that computer lights up and all of a sudden these like Apple IIe's that are on everybody's desk, <laughs> like these 1996 uh, desktop computers, start tearing out people's heart crystals. So, again, I said this last week, pure heart just means heart. Yeah, these are every single person is pure. Because yeah. everyone in this school has a heart crystal that is indistinguishable from, like, every heart crystal we've seen. Just pull it out of their chest. So there's, like, hundreds of them. Yep. Well, I mean, we only see one classroom's worth, but presumably there's hundreds of them. Yeah. Everybody taking the exam. Everybody who's like in that long line. And then Venus is like, wait, this place is the Deathbusters headquarters? And I'm like, you found that out two episodes ago. Yeah, you already knew this. Like, what? Yeah. Guys, keep up. Mina? Jeez. Uh, so Mina realizes that someone around here is controlling these computers, and I'm really surprised that she didn't, like, punch a computer to get inside it. That would have been great. Yeah. It would have been a very Mina thing to do. <laughs> yes. Although, presumably, that student wouldn't have gotten their heart back ever, so <laughs> it's for the best. And that takes us to our act break. <laughs> Jordan. Yeah. Would you like to tell everyone how uh, Sailor Business and its sister podcast, Xena Warrior Business, are supported? Well, they're supported by donations from listeners like you who subscribe to us on the site Patreon at patreon.com slash Sailor Business. That's right. We have a couple of new people to thank. We do. Uh, okay. Who, Great. Yeah. Who joined in uh, from the last time that we recorded. What are we up to? Uh, we have... What are we up to? Yeah, are we close to me? Uh, I think we are getting pretty close. Um, let's see. We are currently sitting at, uh, as of this recording, $956 a month, which uh, means that we are only 44 bucks a month away from our next goal, which is you and uh, Allison doing a little bit of work. 
uh, with musical business, uh, where Jordan is going to be doing covers for uh, the music from Sailor Moon, and uh, Allison is going to be writing uh, musical recaps of Xena Warrior Princess episodes. Uh, that also means that we're about uh, 300 bucks away from Motoki's Game Corner, the long-awaited segment, where I'll be streaming some Sailor Moon and Xenoware Princess video games over on Twitch. And then about 450 bucks away from uh, us teaming up once again with James D'Amato of the OneShot Network, uh, a great bunch of podcasts that you should absolutely check out, for uh, Allison and I to play the Hercules and Xena role-playing game from the 90s. Uh, with me as Gabrielle and Allison as Xena. So that should be very, very fun if we get there. Uh, and thanks to these folks, it looks like we might just do it. Uh, Point North Media. Thank you so much, Point North. Uh, Thaddeus Papke. Thaddeus, we appreciate your help. Antioist. Thank you, Antioist. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, and uh, that's it. That's our newest uh, backers on Patreon this week. Uh, but we do have some emails to talk about, Jordan. Cool. Well, yeah, let's do some emails and let's do some tweets. We got some... Uh, we got This one might be my favorite email we've ever gotten. Whoa. Uh, this one comes from uh, Jamie Marie. Uh, and it's not a question, but a funny story. Jamie says, like the subject implies, this isn't so much a story, or a question, but a funny story about my Sailor Moon experience as a child. I first got into Sailor Moon in elementary school, but I was a little embarrassed that older kids would make fun of me for liking it. Aww. As a result, I started shortening Sailor Moon to SM when I would oh. talk about it. Oh, no. Well, oh, one no. time I was at the mall with my sister and I said aloud to her that I was hoping to find some awesome SM toys at the mall. Oh, no. Oh, my God. <laughs> my sister's face has never been so shocked, and she asked me what I was talking about and where I heard S&M from. I had to explain to her that I was talking about Sailor Moon, of course. Only now as an adult do I realize why this was such a problem. Uh, anyways, I love the show. I've been binge listening to the episodes for months, and I'm just about to start the season three episodes. I found you guys through the Love and Justice podcast and wish that someday I could be a guest. Maybe I, if I ever get a microphone, keep up the good work. Jamie, absolutely. Uh, keep in touch. That is fantastic. Uh, and also, uh, as Jamie says, if you haven't checked out the Love and Justice podcast, I know we've talked about it on the show before, but they're really, really great. And uh, everybody should be listening to them. We've got uh, another one. We've got this is a, a pretty hefty email. Uh, this is from uh, Carlos, who writes in and says, Hey, Jordan and Chris, I just found your podcast a couple of months ago. I have not skipped an episode, except for the one where they introduced my favorite character of all time in Sailor Moon, uh, The Witch 4, Mehmet. Uh, I needed to know what you guys thought of that episode. So my Sailor Moon story started in the same as many other guests you have on the show. I remember it would come on at 6.30 a.m. on the WB, uh, and this was in New York City. I don't know if it was the same in other parts of the U.S. I remember I would get frustrated because they would not air it in sequential order. One episode, it would be Serena, and Serena would be alone fighting one of Jedi's monsters. The next, it was Sailor Moon R. Uh, anyways, I would go to Columbia in the summers to visit my grandparents. That's Columbia, the country, not Columbia, South Carolina, where I'm from. Uh, to visit my grandparents, and it was kind of boring until one of my cousin's friends was really into Dragon Ball Z, and he told me to go and watch it with him. Then I remember there was a next on a whatever channel, it's Sailor Moon, and I was like, wait, what? Sailor Moon is shown here? I watched it, and they were up to Sailor Moon S. This must have been in, like, 1997 or 98, because I was in middle school, and this first of... And the first episode I saw of Sailor Moon, the Latin American version, was the episode where Mehmet was introduced, and the name of the episode was called The Chaos Between Good and Evil, or El Chaos Entre el Bien y el Mal. Huh. Uh, I remember there was a scene where Mehmet was singing in Japanese, and she was so cute. I had no idea that Sailor Moon was a Japanese animation. 
So that month, I went from Serena throwing her shitty tiara to Moon's viral heart attack, <laughs> and the transformation Serena has an extra transformation coming out of an egg. Heart eyes emoji. And all I had to do was go to South to my grandmother's house. I thought it was surprising that Haruka and Michiru were not cousins in the Latin American version. They just didn't talk about it. It was just never mentioned. I found it surprising because all anime that comes to Latin America is dubbed in Mexico. You could tell because of their accents. Mexico is such a Catholic country that they didn't seem to mind Michiru and Haruka's romance. Molly's accent was like a Mexican farmer. Poor Molly. Aww, that sounds cute. Uh, also, another thing you guys might find interesting was that the opening a song of Sailor Moon is translated from the Japanese song. Uh, this is the Latin American opening, and there's a link. Uh, the ending song was translated from the Japanese, too, and he in- includes a link to the closing credits song. Uh, they kept the same song throughout the entire series. They never changed it when they showed Sailor Moon Stars. I think what the distributors in Mexico did was translate the North American version of the anime, probably just season one and two, and the other seasons were translated from Japanese. All the inner sentry are named after the North American version, but when you get to the later episodes, all the names are Japanese. So Uranus, Neptune, Pluto, Saturn, all are Japanese names. Maybe it might be because it's kind of easy to pronounce if you're a Spanish speaker. Oh, and their attacks are all in Spanish. They did not use the English versions of their attacks, so Moon Spiral Card Attack became Luz Espiral Lunar de Corazon Attack. Uh, Dead Scream was Grito Mortal. And the World Shaking was Tierra Tierra Tiembla, which is awesome. Nice. And uh, Deep Submerge was Maramoto de Neptuno. Uh, The only one that was really different was the Neptunes. It translated to Neptune Tsunami. And the other ones are basically literal translations. But still, even now, whenever I watch later episodes of Sailor Moon uh, and I don't feel like reading, I put on the Latin American version because I feel like they did a pretty good job. There's a European Spanish version of the show, and it's garbage. It's awful. Serena sounds like a Spanish old lady who is guzzling gazpacho or something. Uh, I remember when I was watching Sailor Moon in the US and Colombia, I never had a favorite scout. Uh, I liked Sailor Moon uh, slash Serena slash Usagi, but that was like a given. I always liked the bad guys more. I loved Zoocyte and Emerald and her laugh and Minmet and Fisheye. It wasn't until in that same episode I saw in Colombia that I was introduced to Sailor Pluto. I thought she was so cool and mysterious and I found out that they were all by Zodiac signs and that she was a Scorpio and I'm a Scorpio. And then I had a new favorite scout. I know she's serious, but her attack is so cool. And the fact that she whispers it is so good. I did not like that the North American version made it so that she is screaming and is so distracting because she barely opens her mouth. Also, why did they have to make it Pluto deadly scream? I want to know if there are any Sailor Pluto fans. I hope you guys have some on. Uh, If you guys know all this, sorry, we did not. But I hope I'm the first one to share this information. Thanks for taking the time to read it. Nice. To Castagare in El Nombre de la Luna. Thanks, Carlos. Uh, Carlos, that's awesome. Thank you so much. And I, I gotta say, if anybody else has, like, stories of watching Sailor Moon in a... Uh, a non-English speaking country. I think that's a really interesting thing to hear about. Oh yeah, absolutely. Let's, let's hear it. Send us, send us more emails. Uh, Also, here's the last little bit of business we'll do here in the act break. Uh, We're pretty much getting up to super S. So is it super S or supers? I think it's supers. What? Super Super S. S. I I don't know. I had heard somewhere that it was supposed to be supers, but they like stylized the S at the end to make it capital. But I, I don't know. See, I've heard it both ways, too, so I don't know. But we're almost there. We've only got, like, I think four more episodes of this season. Uh, It's not a ton. So uh, if you are interested in coming on the show and uh, talking about that, I am taking uh, episode requests from people now. I've filled up a few, but uh, and these are short seasons. So uh, as usual, it's it's first come, first serve. Anybody who's a, a big horse fan. Oh, don't don't spoil it. <laughs> Do not spoil it because I don't know what's coming up, but I have guesses. Uh, get in touch. Uh, we'll give the email address at the end of the show, and we're going to try and get some people that we've been meaning to have on for a while. 
Uh, I definitely think we should try to talk to Love and Justice, uh, the, the people who are on that show. But there's, I think, four of them. So maybe that'll be a chibi episode where we all get together and have fun. Uh, but yeah, thanks, everybody. And uh, you guys ready to get back to the show? Before we finish this act break, I have a story from Linda Ballantyne, the dub voice for Serena from the original Cloverway dub. I have a story yeah. from a panel that I attended of hers last year when I was cosplaying as Esmeralda that I think you guys will really like. Oh, speaking of, someone sent us pictures of meeting Linda Ballantyne uh, with a Sailor nicest. Business shirt on. Yeah. She told a story at her panel about the first episode that she recorded where she saw Uranus and Neptune's transformation sequence and she had up until this point she thought like everyone else who was working on the the American dub that they were cousins because that's what they were told and so she was watching this sequence and she talks to the people with like the audio recording and she's like cousins and she like (laughs) she sees them like get really close where they're like almost kissing in that transformation sequence and she's like cousins so they had to pull her aside and tell her linda in japan they're lesbians (laughs) also she said that she said that we're not supposed to repeat this story but i'm going to tell you anyway she says that there is a version of her saying uh, Sailor Moon's uh, Moon Prism Power makeup or, or Moon Prism Power action or whatever it was in the Cloverway dub where she farted while she was doing it. And she thought that they were going to want to take another uh, do another take. And they did not. They kept that take. What? So there is in one episode, she she didn't know which episode, but she said in one episode when she does the moon crystal power makeup, she farted in the background. Wonderful. <laughs> uh, I can't believe you betrayed Linda Valentine's trust like that. But yeah, let's get back to the episode. <laughs> S is for her stupid outfit. S is for science, where you can do anything unrestrained by petty morality. Yes. <laughs> yes. That is how it Looking works. Unbelievable. Uh, so as we rejoin. That's like, it's like, uh, it's like sandwich making doesn't, morality doesn't enter into it. You just make sandwiches. Yeah. So you can just make a sandwich out of a baby. <sighs> it wouldn't, it wouldn't, <laughs> if you made a sandwich out of a baby. It wouldn't affect the quality of the sandwich. It would affect the quality of you as a human being. Sounds like a pretty bad sandwich. It does sound like a pretty bad sandwich, I don't actually. know what babies taste like. Oh, you should hope not. Hey, folks, here's a reminder that Jordan's <laughs> about to become a father. And I'm never going to know what babies taste like. <laughs> so we rejoin, and Haruka and Michiru are just, like, going downstairs to uh to the creepy to professor tomboy's creepy fog-filled lab and i'm like has it been that easy this entire time because they they go downstairs they're at school they use a key card yeah which i like we never talk about stealing the key card like yeah i got professor tomboy's key card no they just have clearance yeah they just walk in and hey guess what there's the messiah of silence on her creepy doll throne yes in all fairness that was a lot of stairs yeah, but it was down. <laughs> yeah, but you have to get back up eventually. <laughs> so they see Hot- Hotaru. 
uh, the Messiah of Silence, uh, enveloped in dark energy on this, like, what if Castlevania was creepier throne? And uh, Mishira goes, the Messiah of Silence! And Haruka goes, let's murder this child. Yes. Kind of like Jordan. No. Kind of like really Jordan-esque. No, I'm just point. saying that makes her a bad person, <laughs> not a bad scientist. Does it? Because, like, if she kills the Messiah of Silence, the world won't end, and the end justifies the means, just like in science, right? No, that's exactly the point. There's no ends justifying means in science. That is not a that is not a scientific consideration. That is a moral and philosophical, as you said, uh, consideration. Fortunately, uh, before they can murder the child, which, by the way, they're not transforming, so I assume they're just going to murder her with their bare hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Ami stops them. Ami has also come down the stairs the to the creepy doll room. From? Why did she come down here? It's been there the whole time. Right. You can just go downstairs to the Messiah of Silence's creepy doll room. No, but why did why is Ami here, is what I'm saying. How did she know to go there? Yeah. Well, Belui left her in the basement. In the lab, so I assume she just saw Hotaru and Michiru running by. Just wandered over. Um, yeah. Also, can I tell you something? She's missing her test. She is missing the test. That's because there are some things more important than science. But what? some people think there are some things more important than science, like uh, me and no. Emily and no. Ami no. and most people. But not you know you. what? The way that you are saying that shows that you actually understand what I'm saying. Because you're saying there are things that are more important than science, meaning those things are not science. They are more important than science. Uh-huh. Right. So, yeah, no, like, like I, you're doing a great job with that shovel. Keep, Morality keep is a thing you impose on science, not a thing that comes from inside science. Because everyone knows science exists in a vacuum. No, we, but we, we created the idea of science to exist in the vacuum, yes. Okay, so uh, Ami stops them from... <laughs> Oh, he stops them killing Hotaru. But then Vilui shows up, and she's back in her school uniform, which I love, because it means that she, like, after she whipped off her uniform to reveal her costume, she then put her uniform back on over her costume again, so that she could then pull her uniform off again to reveal her costume. Actually, what you don't know is that she had on her uniform, she had on a second uniform underneath the costume. And a second costume underneath that uniform. I like She's it even very better. Dedicated. I like that even better. If there's four layers. It's costumes all the way down. Yeah, because she does. And hang on. You know what? Not only does she whip off her costume again, that's the same animation. Wait. Is Sailor Moon using recycled animation? <laughs> Say it ain't so. <laughs> well, Jordan, you know that morality and animation don't coexist. So, uh... <laughs> Right. Right. That's, <laughs> I mean, that's actually very clearly true. That's why there are so many upskirts in this show. There you go. Accurate. So she tells uh, Haruka, Michiru, and Ami to reveal their true identities, which I really don't know how Vilui learned everybody's identity. Like, I have no idea. I think she's just... Because, because for this one fucking episode, this is, listen, this episode doesn't make a lot of sense. For this one episode, they're just acting like it's fucking obvious. You know, all the jokes that we've made for 121 episodes, they're finally for one time going, yeah, you know what? This person could just tell. She could just tell that Amy's a Sailor Scout. It's just easy. She just goes, oh, you're here trying to fight bad guys? You must be a good guy. You must be Sailor Scouts. <sighs> It's very You're here trying to stop uh stop the murder of a child. Only one kind of person would do that, a superhero. 
So, um, apparently someone told uh, Haruka and Michiru that uh, that this was an Ami spotlight, because Haruka, who's good at everything, and, like, in- including fighting, like, karate, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh, she and Michiru both turn and run and get zapped with Mosaic Buster in the back, uh, so that Ami can stand alone. Well, yes. she does have the most powerful attack on the show, as we oh. all know. Yeah, it's devastating. Uh, that's, why, that's why she's so hesitant to unleash it. And why everybody was like, oh no, she's about to do bubble spray. She has to be responsible with her power. Uh, Ami also refers to herself as the guardian of knowledge. Yeah. Which I don't think we've ever seen before, but like, I like, I mean, obviously she is, and that makes sense. And says, like, maybe something that you should take to heart, Jordan. (laughs) Again, you know what? You're right. Uh, Another thing she says that goes along with my point. Don't misuse science. Misuse it in the sense that you are doing using it for bad things, but science itself doesn't have good or bad in it. You're going to misuse it in sort of the same way that you would misuse a gun by shooting people for no reason. I it's so like <laughs> I know that we completely agree on this, but the way you're explaining it is so bad. No. Uh, anyway, so um, she gets anyway, wait, hold on. I want to go back to Guardian of Knowledge. Uh, okay, she's the yeah. Guardian of Knowledge, and you said, yeah, of course she is. Well. Kind of. She's... But, but, like, that calls to mind a version of Sailor Mercury who, like, attacks the ignorant. <laughs> like, Yusagi does dumb stuff and she's like, oh, you will pay. And then and then Shine Aqua illusions her. Well, that's more Ray's job. <laughs> yeah, well, but we've seen, like, Venus has said, like, I'm the guardian no, of I love. Know. I know. Right? But I don't think we've ever gotten this from, from Ami. Uh, but I love that she's like, I'm the guardian of knowledge, Sailor Mercury. And uh, Valui goes, you're the girl genius Ami Mizuno. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, yeah, I've got the blue hair. <laughs> like, it's very obvious. So she, uh, Valui shoots out Mosaic Buster again. Uh, Ami does her full attack for Shine Aqua Illusion, which always looks very, very cool. Uh, and freezes, I guess these are the nanites, the nanobots? Uh, and yeah. then looks so pleased with herself oh, that she did something. So proud. She is so proud that she did something useful. And by the way, it doesn't work. Yeah, by the way, it does not work. <laughs> and then uh, Valui sticks out her hand and has a Star Trek symbol on it. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, it's it's the way her creatures in the palm are drawn, but it absolutely right. looks like the Star Trek logo. Uh, yeah, I didn't notice that. So she's got her nanobots. She says she's literally taking her apart. Yeah. And that, and so that she, her, her plan is to disassemble Amy's body on a cellular microscopic level, leaving only a pure heart. It's horrifying. Yes, that's pretty gross. <laughs> yeah, and then she's just gonna like cram it into the Messiah of Silence, like all those other hearts. The like, I really want to see how pure hearts are meant to be consumed, but alas. Well, we have seen uh, diamonds eating them, but yeah, but they just put them in their little throat pocket. That's true. That's true carry him around uh so fortunately uh apparently someone sent a text to the uh the other senshi because uh the other ones just show up yeah. like the others ami's spotlight is now over because she has not been able to defeat this villain and so here comes the ones who do all the work and so so they start attacking and then amy stops them i don't know why uh so that the others can transform so so mercury i'm sorry so ne- neptune and uranus can transform I guess. I, I, it, I, I, yeah, that's what happens. So, okay. Yeah, that is what happens. 
so then they attack because they're you know more powerful. A lot of animation. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, we get like we get we get world shaking. Looks awesome. We get deep submerge. Also looks awesome. We don't get dead scream. Very upsetting. No, she's not there. She's she's out with uh, Chibi. No, she's just on the street. She's standing out. on the street watching Chibi. So so this uh, dazes the monster. Uh, and I and then watching the show, I yelled out, "Now Sailor Moon." And listen, <laughs> <laughs> transforms into Super Sailor Moon. Okay, tuxedo mask. I love this part because the monster sees her transform from Sailor Moon into Super Sailor Moon and goes, "Super Sailor Moon." <laughs> yeah, I lo- First of all, I love that the monsters know that this is Super Sailor Moon. Like, and it's like this was a reveal to her. Whoa, whoa, whoa! You're saying Super Sailor Moon is Sailor Moon? Oh shit! I never guessed that. Uh, so yeah, we get uh, Moon Spiral Heart Attack. On a, like, we've had some people talking to us about the origins of the the Witches Five. My theory that they are sexy grad students in the same way that like we've seen sexy motorcycles and sexy cars. Someone said that was basically accurate. Well, that's the, that <laughs> like, yeah, really I looked it up, diamonds. and that is yeah. basically accurate. Yeah, they're diamonds, right? Yeah. In the they're so like, bananas. They're like diamond human hybrids. Like, like regular diamonds are like the inanimate objects, I guess. But then, like, they are like human diamonds, so it's different. So these are so the witches five and Kaolinite are like they're what professor tomoe's genetic engineering can basically do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. i think which is weird because they do, i mean i guess they but they don't really have superpowers like vilui has the nanites and uh what was Pelu had plant powers kind of yeah and i guess Mamet had charm buster but you know what but the nanites you're saying that's not a power but like it's there's it's a super science the way that Amy's computer is. You know what I mean? Like it does stuff that nothing could really do because it's all just based on nonsense. So it's basically a superpower. Yeah, but it's but we see that it's from a device she has. Like she has technological equipment, not like she can't fly. So is Amy's visor, but Amy's visor does everything. It's kind of well, like uh, Spider Man. She just has the the power to like make the things that give her her power. I mean, yeah, Ami has the visor and the computer, and that's technology, but Ami can also shoot ice out of her that's hands. True, that's true. Well, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, Which we, and we know that this is, like, uh, technology, because Sailor Moon does Moon Spiral Heart Attack on a, like, and if you don't know all this, you think she's just doing out a human being, which is, like, bananas. No, no, but, but this, it, you think she's trying to do this? Moon Spiral Heart Attack? No, no. To, to not hit the person. No, I'm I think she's she doing, I think she's just hitting her like she's a monster. Right, exactly, yeah. Yeah, I don't understand why it doesn't kill her. Because normally, as you like to talk about, a giant fucking heart the size of a truck smashes into the person. Yeah, but, but that's, that's not what happens here. Yeah, instead, it just like fucks up her her nanomite uh, projector, yeah, and she's yeah. eaten alive by her own nanites. Like tell you before her, because she tries to shoot them at Sailor Moon after it gets fucked up. Yeah, so presumably, if she had done nothing, nothing would have happened. Now, again, this is part two of the me not liking Amy's nonsense. Because Amy goes, yeah, uh, machines don't have hearts. That's why they're killing you right now. Uh, And I'm just like, get out of here with that bullshit. As opposed to a machine with a heart that would not kill her. (laughs) 
I mean, if you did program like, hey, don't kill the person who owns you, like that seems like step one when you're making evil robots, but whatever. Um, actually, it's funny because the next shot is a machine that has a heart. <laughs> Because yeah. it's a computer giving everyone back their hearts. All of the pure hearts then pop back out of the computer screens. Yep. And just go back into Like, they all pop out of the same computer screen and yeah. go th- just right back to their homes. And I really want a story about people who got their hearts mixed up. <laughs> that would be a good side story. I don't understand why every, every uh, bad guy plan has a kill switch. Uh, like built into the 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 life the heart of each villain you know what i mean it might be because this is a show for babies (laughs) yeah i mean you really want to get into it jordan so all the students wake up they take their exams uh and we cut to kill and i was like awesome uh louis fucking dead (laughs) Uh, yeah i didn't have to kill her myself awesome and toboy's like hey I now know the identities of the Sailor Scouts. That's not really addressed or explained. I guess he just looked for the girls who weren't there for the exam. No, he walked. He everything. He saw every single oh, thing. Oh, that's that right. Because they are like he's got cameras in the yeah. creepy doll room, which yeah, makes it even creepier. He watched it all. He watched it all. Uh, so uh, then we get a great scene. Is this? Oh, is it time? Oh, no. First, the first the Messiah of Silence escapes. Well, no. First. The uh, Louis is literally reduced to dust by oh, her yeah. swarm of nanites, which might, like, when you really get down to it, might be the most violent death we've seen on the show ever. Well, uh, literally every monster in season one was reduced to dust. Yeah, but this is like, again, like, if, you, if you're not, like, Googling it to find out her origins, she just looks like a, a high school student or a grad student. Okay. Like, she's just killed. <laughs> I thought she was a chandelier. What happened? Well, you know, all things must turn to dust. I think she's the only one of the witches that doesn't kill or is not killed by another witch. Because all the other ones have either been killed by someone else or have killed someone. Well, she's killed by a witch, just not another witch. Oh, well, yeah, she's killed by the same witch. (laughs) So that's when Hotaru, uh, the Messiah of Silence, uh, in her throne, floats up into the multidimensional chaos world. Yep. Uh, you know, like you do. And flies away. Yeah. Battle has just begun. In an evil spiral. And then we get... Oh, then... Wait, hold on. I can't remember. No, then we cut back. By the way, hours later, Chibi <laughs> is still standing there, staring at the fucking house. It's been at least an hour. It's, it's been, been... more? Like, a, if we assume this episode happened in real time, it's still been, like, 20 minutes. Oh, it couldn't be real time. It could not. At best, though. All those stairs. That is the implication, though. Yeah, so that's when uh, Mamoru and Satsuna show up. And they're like, hey, is Hotaru going to come back? And Satsuna's like, oh, small lady. No, she's going to die. (laughs) I'm going to kill her with the rest of the X-Force. Here's a hug, though. Hope you feel better. Bye! (sighs) And then we get uh, the the scene I like. The little psych-out scene. Yeah. (laughs) Where where Uranus and Neptune... Go to Mercury and go, uh, you suck. Psych, you're cool. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we could have killed the Messiah of Silent. Your naivete has allowed her to escape. But whatever. You saved our lives. <laughs> We're even. <laughs> Fucking X-Force, man. I love them. They're so they're bad people. They're great. So that's the episode. Uh, and that brings us to Sailor Business Says. It's time to talk about what we learned in this episode. Because I feel like we learned a lot. Jordan, 
that is so not fair. Emily, would you like to start? What did you learn from this week's episode of Sailor Moon? I learned that Jordan apparently wants to eat baby sandwiches. <laughs> that is not... <sighs> Chris, why don't you go next? Uh, I also learned that Jordan wants to eat baby sandwiches because sandwich it. making is distinct from morality. It is! Those are separate things! <laughs> Jordan, what did you learn? <laughs> Nothing? Cool. I learned that everyone here is a judgmental jerk. You knew that already. <laughs> I feel like eating a baby sandwich is something to be pretty judgmental about, Jordan. Yes, and you use morality to judge it. It's not inherent. In, okay, this is... Uh, well, that's because we're not science. Right. I learned that you guys don't understand science. Uh-huh, that's surely the problem. <laughs> Can we talk do about we any, this episode Emily, being bogus? do we have anything else that we learned from the episode, maybe? Oh, that didn't count? Okay. I just want to. I just want to see. I learned that once again, your creations will eat you alive. Always true, Jordan. What did you learn? That was the main thing. I learned that the science club can make a miniature universe, which is pretty goddamn impressive. We didn't have that at my school. Yeah. Uh, well, maybe we. I mean, I wasn't in science club. Maybe they were just in there making <laughs> infant universes the entire time. Yeah, Jordan, were you in science club? They may have no. just been doing that while you weren't looking. I was in the math team, but I wasn't in science club. I'm, is this new no. information or have we talked about this? I don't know. I, I certainly don't was. remember it. So if you were in the math, if you were on the math team, you would go and do like little math competitions, and you get like free donuts. It was nice. Did you think that? What you just said would make it sound less nerdy. <laughs> free donuts? I was in Mac Club for the free donuts. No, it's not nerdy. It's fatty. But anyway, go on. Your turn. I mean, I've learned so very much. God damn it. Uh, that doesn't count. I've learned. I learned that um, all the scouts just saw someone die. <laughs> <laughs> like like the scouts i learned what death looks like well not only did the scouts watch her die they watched her die and amy was like uh this is a good opportunity to rub irony in your face not yeah. like, no, uh, like they watched someone die and amy was like yeah Sir, <laughs> where's, you're right. where's your fucking where's your fucking compassion now amy uh, well not you know what me. you got you got to give some to get some no. so yeah i like this episode's weird yeah. Like, everything about this episode is just completely cuckoo bananas. Uh, all the kids' hearts coming out at what? Like, I'm so glad we're almost to the end of dealing with pure heart crystals, because they make no sense. They're just hearts. It's just hearts. Yep. It's true. But I, like, I liked this episode. Like, it's super weird, but I enjoyed it. Um, I, I think Mugen Academy is a, a cool setting. And I think it's impossible to judge uh, Vilui as... A main villain, right? Like it's impossible to judge her alongside, alongside Mimet, alongside Kaelinite or Udiel, because she's she's a monster of the week, is what she is. And I thought she was at least a, a fun, interesting monster of the week, and oh. was not Greg. So oh. that's all I wanted. I uh, see. I say boo on her. I don't, I think she sucks. Unfortunately, only twenty three percent of the people agree with me, because. 77% on our poll say she's an awesome, sexy chandelier, and only 23% say fucking idiot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, th those those aren't that far apart. <laughs> they could be they could be the same thing. 
but I I am glad to report that everyone agrees with me. Which no, is, uh, no, not everyone. Seventy seven percent. The people have spoken. You've heard of the uh, what, what is it? The Mandela, the Mandela effect. Yes, I, I don't know. Uh, the Mandela effect, Jordan, is uh, what the here uh, the Mandela effect is what the internet is calling uh, those curious instances in which many of us are certain we remember something a particular way, but it turns out we're incorrect. Uh, the name of the theory comes from many people feeling certain that they could remember Nelson Mandela dying when he was still in prison in the eighties. Uh, contrary to what many people thought, Mandela's death was actually on December fifth, twenty thirteen. What what does this have to do with this? Uh, th- there's like people are uh remembering things wrong. No, this isn't about remembering. I put a link to the picture. They can just look at her and know she's a fucking idiot. <laughs> M- margin of error. Margin of error. I think those people's pr- hands probably slipped when they were trying to vote. Okay. All right. Probably. It's the only reasonable explanation. Not a great episode. Uh, but not a bad not episode. Bad one. Yeah. Not terrible, but again, it's kind of all, it's it's a bunch of reheated plots, not a lot of progress. It's almost like they had to stretch out the airtime of this series as a whole in comparison to its source material. <laughs> True. No final thoughts. Uh, all right. Well, again, I think it's fun. Uh, it's uh, This is the best Ami spotlight. What? What do you, what do you think is a better Ami spotlight? I really love the little speech that Ami gives to Villui when she's talking about how you have to have compassion in order to help students learn. I just think it's so cute. And I love Ami's passion for learning. I think maybe the chess episode might have been a better Ami spotlight. But like, like Ami doesn't get a lot of good ones, to be honest. So Um, I thought this one was pretty good. Yeah, the swimming one wasn't that good. The swimming one was bad. Uh, all right, so that's going to do it for this uh, episode of Sailor Business. I hope everybody had fun. I know I did. Uh, yeah. Emily, can you tell people where they can find you online should you wish to be found? If you would like to find me on the internet, you could do that on my Twitter, which is at Impandanata, or you can check out my Revolutionary Girl Utena podcast, Imagine Me and Utena, which can be accessed on SoundCloud, or you could go to our Twitter, which is at UtenaCast. Awesome. You can find me on Twitter at Crackshot with a zero for an O. And you can find our producer, Jake Mason, at JJ underscore Mason. He does a bunch of podcasts. He does The Morphin Grid. He does Pokemon World Tour. He does Pokemon World Tour United. He does Kingdom Smarts. He does The Cool Kids Table. And Chris, what about you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter as at the ISB, and you can find uh, links to everything that I do, including comic books that I write and other podcasts that I do, like Xeno Warrior Business and More Rocket Ajax and Movie Fighters and Snack Situation, uh, at the-isb.com. That is my homepage, and uh, it'll link you to everything you need. So yeah, that's it. Uh, we will be back next week. Uh, well, I guess first, Emily, thank you for joining us. You have been delightful. Thank you for having me. Uh, you should come back. I would love to. Yeah. I, I'm. I will talk about any episode ever. All right. Cool. But you were great, and we were happy to have you. We'll be back uh, next week with episode 123 of Sailor Moon S: Shadow of Destruction, The Messiah of Silence Awakens. Ooh. Things are heating up. <laughs> Until then, keep your mind on sailor business. Sailor.